0: Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com interact on twitter at kramer sec
1: now kramer says hey everybody this is kramer this is the kramer says podcast it is saturday july 30th we are doing a saturday broadcast because we feel some of the information we're going to impart today is important that you uh, you get because we missed it during the week and you might have missed it as well because well the mainstream media just doesn't cover this stuff let's talk about hunter biden hunter biden the noose is tightening around hunter biden's neck do you see it happening? It's it's happening slowly, but it's happening. Got a couple here for you. First of all, for those who don't know, uh, I, I, I've i been both unlucky enough and blessed to have seen the Hunter Biden laptop. It changed my mind about where the direction of this country needs to go. And the reason is because Q's not protecting us, folks. I know I keep hammering on this, but Q's not protecting us. Here's why. The fine folks at the FBI have had the same exact laptop that I've seen, the same exact contents that Matt Gates forwarded to, to uh, Jerry Nadler, Nadler, And they've seen what I've seen. And Hunter Biden still walks around. The system is corrupt. It has to be corrected. This man is a pedophile. And today we're going to talk about it. In fact, some of this information is coming out here. Listen, listen. this is uh, from Fox News. Um, uh, Fucknut, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Uh, Geraldo Rivera uh, starts the story. But it's Chuck Grassley talking about what's happening with Hunter Biden's noose tightening slowly.
0: The Hunter Biden saga. This comes courtesy of veteran Republican Senator Chuck Grassley who claims to have heard from highly credible whistleblowers from within the FBI who allege there was a widespread scheme to label and discredit negative news about Hunter Biden. He
1: sounds he sounds incredulous. Oh my god, there was a scheme? There was a scheme. Listen closely.
0: As disinformation
1: This before the 2020 election. Now, you know as well as I know that if you posted anything about Hunter Biden and his laptop prior to the 2020 election, that shit got taken down as misinformation and disinformation. And your friends and neighbors said, well, I heard that it was Russian disinformation. Are you an uh, are you an agent of Russia? That's the kind of bullshit. That's the thinking that they wanted to, to promote. That's what they got. Now, it's a boomerang, though, because we knew when we saw what we saw, we knew that he was he was culpable for what he had done. And I've got more on this from the Biden family themselves, and I'll tell about I'll talk about that here in just a moment. Things that you don't even know about yet because it's been hidden. Hidden in plain sight. All the people that need to know know, you as the general public don't. And the people that know utilize this information as leverage against the Biden family and the Biden administration. What is daddy going to do to keep this information under wraps? How long will he allow uh, Hunter to be the noose around his own neck? We'll find out. Grassley and uh, Fox News continues.
0: Grassley, the 88 year old senator facing re election this year, elaborated on the alleged FBI Hunter Biden cover up with Dana this morning.
1: We also have evidence uh, from whistleblowers that uh, that same person, his name was Tebow, uh, said go ahead and uh, cancel. A certain information that we had, and it led, uh, or inf- information that came to start an investigation that was based on on information that was pretty sound for investigating Hunter Biden, but they wanted to characterize it as disinformation, and they shut that investigation down.
0: And his colleague, Senator Ron Johnson, also running for re-election, is calling for special counsel.
1: Now, here's what's interesting. You see how Geraldo keeps saying these men are running for re-election? Now, if they've had this information for a while and they held it until their re-election came up, got a problem with that. But if they're doing it during their re-election, well, Geraldo, this is part of their job. This is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to uh, share information of wrongdoing that they find. They're not supposed to keep it under wraps. They're supposed to make it public. That's their public servant. That's what they're supposed to do. But he treats it like it's a bad thing. So during their election or not, I want to know this information. How about you?
0: Now we're finding out from these whistleblowers that the FBI actually had, you know, I don't know what you would call it, but individuals uh, specifically taking derogatory information about against hunter biden downgrading it to end the investigations this is dirty this is corrupt we need answers we may need a special counsel on this one i'm gonna put the question of the special counsel aside dana for one second of course you are of
1: course you are you don't want to do that yet because we've got serious allegations of wrongdoing geraldo and you're not a conservative you're a leftist you always have been you always will be nothing that comes out of this man's mouth can be taken seriously but we're going to hear him out anyway because this is America and everybody has the opportunity to speak, and then we can make fun of them.
0: With uh, Chuck Brask, to me, to call the FBI institutionally corrupt.
1: Yes, they are. If you don't see that right now, if you don't see that the FBI and the DOJ are, are institutionally corrupted by politics, you're being naive, childishly naive.
0: For the senator a senior senator, you know, mm-hmm. with decades in the United States Senate, I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. Isn't
2: it? it is. Uh, the interesting thing about this, first of all, I should say, that was Bill Hemmer's interview, not mine, that we were sitting next to each other, but it was his interview. He just, ta- um, just texted
1: me and told me <laughs> that. I know. I just I want to
2: make sure I give credit where credit's due. Also, the schools in Chicago are terrible. I forgot to say that earlier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you'd like to clear up? No, I just feel like I really needed to clear that up. Uh, okay. Now,
1: folks, this is one of the issues that I have with modern media today. We've got serious issues at play here. And they sit around in their suits making their, you know, $400,000, $500,000 a year trying to impart to the American people what's going on, but they don't feel the same pain. They're not sitting there worried about their next paycheck or making the next mortgage payment or how they're going to pay the insurance bill or, or Bobby or Jill needs, you know, braces on her teeth. They don't worry about those things. They just move on. That's why they can sit around there and laugh about it because they're still secure. It hasn't reached them yet. They don't, the high prices, they can complain about it, but they can still absorb it. They're not saying, well, we can't go on vacation this year. Or we can't go across the state to see mom or dad or uncle or aunt or child or, or grandchild because we can't afford to make the drive because the gas is too expensive. No, they can sit around and joke about it. This is what drives me crazy about modern media. We don't have modern media. We don't have modern journalism anymore. We have entertainment. That's all this is. But it's the best we've got, so we continue with it.
2: So one of the things that's hard for the media to do is to ignore Senator Chuck Grassley. Chuck Grassley is not a partisan guy. He nope. has worked his way up over the years to be the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. He's very well respected. So if he says something like this, and you're right, it's extraordinary, that means that it's not somebody that they would have would easily ignore. You have to pay attention to Chuck Grassley. The other thing is, is that for years he has been somebody who has really been... Um, very focused on oversight, government oversight, and a place, a person and an office where if you are a federal whistleblower, if you have something that you feel like you want to say that you will be protected, if you want to come and say something, you can come to Chuck Grassley in his office. And so he's known for that. That's why this is very interesting and something that everyone's gonna to have to pay attention to. But
1: so here's the here's here's the problem that I have is that if you've seen this material, which I have, it's disturbing. If you've seen the Hunter Biden laptop, now I haven't seen the new information on the phone, I've only seen what's been released, um, but I've seen the information on the laptop. You should be disturbed by the fact that that man is still walking around because he has not stopped doing what he did in those images. That actions, those activities, have not stopped. He's a drug addict. Do you think that his drug addiction has stopped? No. No. Hunter Biden is still doing what Hunter Biden does. That means that if I've seen that the picture based on the pictures that I've seen, I'd have to assume that his harm against children is continuing. From Substack, this is from Kane Coa's newsletter. Uh, we're going to read about it. Uh, basically, that the the information, the news is coming out. There's more imagery um, and the close relationship that Hunter Biden has with his niece. Hunter Biden's sexually inappropriate relationship with his 14 year old niece. Now, I've talked about this on a number of occasions on other podcasts. The images that I've seen with the two of these, the, the two of these, um, I do not have access to the drive. I don't have access to. I don't have it. I saw it right? It was opened up in front of me. There's a group of us. We saw it. That was it. I don't have access to it. I can't share it. I can't show you. And if, even if I did, here's what's, here's, here's what's killer about this. The killer point about this is that if I show you as proof what I'm talking about, now I'm, I'm a criminal as well for showing you what Hunter Biden did. That's how bad it is. I'm now a criminal for showing you what he did. That's how bad it is. It's child porn, folks. It's what it is. From this article, Kane Koa the Great writes, in violation of Delaware's mandatory reporting law for child sexual abuse, the Biden laptop reveals how the Biden family, a disgraced business partner, and the first son's former psychiatrist failed to report Haley Biden's allegations that Hunter Biden was, quote, sexually inappropriate, end quote, with his 14-year-old niece. While the the Biden family's shady Chinese business deals collapsed with the disappearance and arrest of Hunter's CEFC China energy partners, those are the guys in in, in China, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Jimmy Biden, Ashley Biden, Naomi Biden, Liz Suckendy, Devin Archer, and Keith Abloh all ignored Haley's jarring allegations that Hunter was, quote, getting off sexually with his deceased brother's daughter. Now, this is all information that's in, we know about this. We know we've known about this for almost a year, and still nothing's been done. For those of you who ask Kramer, why have you gone so dark? It's because of this, this one issue right here. Hunter Biden is potentially select, sexually molesting his 14-year-old niece, and the the family hides it. They don't try to get help for him; they hide it. So, do you think that that urge, that that hunger that he has, do you think it stopped with his niece? It hasn't. He goes elsewhere around the planet to to to, to quell these these urges or these this thirst this hunger that he has many of the exhibits going back to the article many of the exhibits featured throughout this article were organized by the nonprofit research group who now have been cited by fox news new york post daily mail and countless other mainstream news organizations for their investigation into the biden laptop Marco Polo's investigation could not have been more important with the recent whistleblower revelations revealing that the FBI, which took possession of the Biden laptop in December of 2019, December of 2019, since then the FBI has seen the same things that I've seen. They know exactly what I know. And it is not legitimately investigating the crimes of either Hunter Biden for the child porn that he's involved with on this drive or the information of the corruption inside the Biden family. Going back to the article, unfortunately, the FBI can no longer be trusted to investigate Hunter Biden with integrity and the equal application of the law. Again, you can read the rest of the article. It's Kane Coa's newsletter on Substack titled Hunter Biden's Sexually Inappropriate Relationship with his 14-year-old niece. It goes into detail. You can catch more of it there. These are the things that you're not hearing on the mainstream media. You're also not hearing about Tina Peters out in Colorado. What has she done next? Well, you cannot keep this lady down. In breaking news Tina Peters her team uh, filed charges at 8 a.m. in El Paso County Colorado calling on sheriff the sheriff to act detain voting machines for forensic audit We said that we said it wasn't going to be smooth we said that they were going to mess with it again they've done that we now have the information we know what they're doing folks we can prove the corruption and this time they can't say they can't hide it. They can't say, well, no, we're not showing you this time. They cannot do that twice in a row. It'll mean war in the streets if they do this. And right now, we're gearing up for this fall because what we're seeing right now across the country and all of these problems, that the, the tallies are not tallying up correctly, that the vote counts aren't tallying up correctly, that we're getting inconsistent counts, and then they're trying to do it behind closed doors. That means war this fall, folks. If they do this bullshit again, it means civil war the american people hopefully left and right will not allow this to happen and hold those that are cheating accountable and you know what the <laughs> you know what the penalty for that is at the highest levels when you talk at the federal level that's now treason you know what that penalty is it's time to hold people accountable they they were given a responsibility they were given, we were charged them with a responsibility here take care of this for this for us and we will pay you to do this, they got greedy, folks. They've gotten greedy. They want it all. They don't want just a little power. They want it all. And they've taken our power that we've given them, that we've given them on, on um, a loan, the loan of power that they've, we've given them, they think it's theirs. And then they're trading that off to people who want to control all of us. They're trading the power that we've given them, that we've loaned them. They're trading it for, for power, prestige, finance, whatever. Sex with little kids, that seems to be one of the things. Because, let's go back to the Hunter Biden story. Ghislaine Maxwell, they still have not released the names of the people that she drove the kids around for. She's nothing but a a uh highfalutin pimp and Uber driver. That's all she did. She went out and found girls, she went out and found boys, and she delivered them to the rich and elite. The rich and elite who molested these children, defiled these children, we don't get to know their names. We only get to know who the Uber driver is. That shit's got to stop. And it's this right here that's going it, 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 to... Rely, we have to rely on the elections to be able to fix all the other stuff. That's what I can't... I can't get through your heads. If we do not have free and fair elections, we cannot get the people in that we need to get in to make the change that needs to be made so that we can get back to normal. It's the elections, folks. And if you're not gearing up for this fall's elections to ensure that they're free and fair and transparent and that we can all trust in what happened... If you're not doing that, you're not involved. That's what I keep telling everybody. You want to get involved? You don't have to go into the street to protest and riot and burn and do all that shit. Get involved. Be a change agent inside the system. You do it. That's how you get involved. And that's what Tita Peters is doing in Colorado. Uh, reading from the, uh, the Gateway Pundit. Per our sources, the corrupt Secretary of State in Colorado, Gina Griswold sent her top legal team to the county. This is, uh, what county is this again? Is it Mar- it's not Maricopa? Is I do this wrong? Uh, no, it's uh, El Paso County. El Paso County, Colorado. Uh, Maricopa's the other one, sorry. Get these confused sometimes because of all these corrupt uh, Democrat counties. In response, those calling for the recount uh, uh, and forced to pay over $200,000 to perform the recounts across the state are calling in the sheriff this morning. They are filing a report and asking that the voting machine used in the county be set aside and a forensic audit of the machines be performed. We recently reported, now this is the Gateway Pundit talking, we recently reported on the unbelievable results in the recent GOP primary elections in Colorado. Tina Peters, a Gold Star mom, was leading in all of the polls in the state for the Secretary of State by nearly 20 points. She was leading in all the state polls by 20 points. But then... Peters was upset by a candidate who worked with Mark Zuckerberg's Center for Tech and Civic Life, CTCL, and who outperformed by 35 points on election day. A a virtual impossibility. So a popular conservative and MAGA candidate, Peters, was leading in the polls and had a 15 point lead to her closest competitor, Pam Anderson. And then this guy comes out of the blue. It was what they're calling in the Gateway Pundit, a Raffensperger special. Last moment, somebody out of the blue comes in. So Tina Peters is asking the sheriff in, in um, El Paso County in Colorado to pull the machines, and they want a forensic audit of those machines. They want to see if the count is the count. That's, what, that's how you get involved. You volunteer this fall. You're a poll watcher. You're a poll volunteer and you watch closely. And and as soon as stuff starts going wrong, you start videotaping and you start raising your voice. You get the sheriff in there immediately. And if the sheriff comes in and says, we're going to arrest you because of what's going on, get arrested. We'll figure out how to get you out of jail. I plan to do the exact same thing because that's how we take back our country. We don't have to worry about taking it into the streets. The left will do that. That's not our role. The left will go into the streets. They will be the ones fighting in the streets. Then we go answer that. But it'll be the left that starts that. They always do. The conservatives don't do that. We showed up one day at the Capitol, and it's like the whole fucking world ended. They forgot (laughs) the last 15 years of the riots that we've seen in this country when the left gets upset. I expected a lot more cities to burn when they found out that they couldn't kill their unborn, but I think that they were told to, to settle down. We're going to fix this after the election. We'll let you guys loose right up, right up right before the election and right after the election. That's what I expect to happen. I think that all hell is going to break loose the closer that we get to the election with a number of different issues. Number of different issues. This one right here, again, this is telling you where we are in the nation. A woman calls for campaign to, now listen to this, she's calling for a campaign nationally to normalize, and I'm using air quotes, normalize spitting into the drinks of Trump supporters. Joe Biden is the left's dream come true. This is again from the Gateway Pundit. Those come true as his handlers do more to destroy the United States in the past two years than any other administration has done in decades after he stole the presidency. Raise your hand if you believe that Joe Biden stole the the presidency. Yeah. In fact, we got to get bumper stickers out there that do that. I'm going to write that down. Bumper stickers. Bumper stickers that say, Joe stole the election. We'll give those away too. Just wrote it down. Let's go here. The administration is aggressively promoting grooming and gender dysphoria among children. Now, why are they doing this? Well, if you know your history, they did the exact same thing in Rome. In fact, the, the destruction of normality and the sexualization of children is always the last act in a failing nation, every single one of them. Go take a look. It's the last thing, it's the last debauchery, That it's the last taboo that is crossed. That and murder for fun, or watching homicide for fun. That's why in Rome, the gladiator games, they were the last, the last form of entertainment before Rome fell. We're living in the last days of our nation. We're allowing it to collapse because we're partaking in these things. What you're seeing is children now being sexualized by the LGBTQ community. They're going to enlighten them. And they say, well, that's, it's to teach them. It's to teach them not to hate us. Okay, fine, that's fine. But you're teaching us to hate you because you're going after our kids and our grandkids. We didn't have a problem with you. Live and let live, but you will not allow it to stay there. It's the inch and mile thing. We said that as soon as you give the gay community the ability to get married, they will not be happy there. They will move on to the next thing, and it will be after kids. And we were called crazy and homophobes and transphobes. But we said that that's how they would do it. You normalize one sexual deviancy, and, and I know that people can get upset. If you're gay and you're a fan of mine, it's a deviancy. You've got to know what the word is. You're a deviant, you deviate from the norm. The majority of people do not have um, same sex or gay sex. So when you deviate from that, it's a deviation that makes you a deviant. See, that's how language is used. It's not a bad thing. It's just that you deviate from the norm. So when I say that, you cannot force all of your wants and all your desires onto the the, the rest of us, which is about 97% of the population. The gay community is only three to 5%. They're just very vocal. And nobody wants to be uh, under the wrath of the LGBTQ plus I, whatever it is now, community. In fact, the the letters, the acronym of LGBTQI plus or whatever we're talking about now, those letters take up a bigger percentage of the alphabet than the gay community takes up in our population. Think about that. There's more letters, there's more letters describing who they are In the uh, English alphabet, those letters take up a bigger percentage of, of of the alphabet than they do of actual society. And nobody wants to be under their wrath because, well, they're just ruthless. They will call out the troops. The thing is, you see, I'm not afraid of them. I've got gay friends. I've got gay relatives. Not afraid of them. And I can talk bluntly about them because my gay friends aren't fucking crazy. They're not trying to involve kids in their sexual de- deviancy and educate kids into their sexual deviancy. And they believe it's wrong too because sex isn't for kids. You see, all of these kids that are being sexualized, we call it grooming because kids don't need to know this information. I'm sorry, a four-year-old doesn't need to know how to suck a dick uh, uh, of the same sex or eat a pussy from the same sex. They don't need to know that. They don't even know that 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 possibility exists. They need to be playing with their dolls and with with their trucks and with whatever they play with. But not somebody else's genitalia, not learning about it. They shouldn't have dolls in schools with the genitalia on there. I didn't really learn about sex until probably really eighth or ninth grade. I mean, that's when I really, I mean, I knew about sex. I knew about what sex was. But as far as it being involved for me, it was eighth or ninth grade before, you know, <clears throat> those things started happening. And you started kissing. You started fooling around. And you Ooh, that feels good when you touch there. But by then, I was old enough to deal with it. And it, there wasn't any adults involved. You know, you're playing the, 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 the party games, right? Seven minutes of heaven or whatever you called it. Uh, uh, telling, uh, was it dare? Uh, truth or dare? All these little games that we played as kids to learn about each other. We didn't need to be instructed by a teacher with an agenda. And who do you know? I mean, look at all the teachers recently that have been busted for doing what they're doing. How did we get from one subject to the other? Because they're all intertwined people. Everything is intertwined. You don't think it is, but it is. It's all intertwined. You've got you know, Joe spending billions right now. He's actually, if my calculations are right, I may be off, but if my calculations are right, we've sent more money to Ukraine to fight a losing war than the Biden administration was willing to give to the American people at the lowest points, and, and, and Congress was willing to give to the American people as we were suffering through covid as everything was shut down. That's where we are. So yeah, I get angry about with this when I start seeing this stuff, that these, the normalization of these issues has to stop. So what she does is she's normalizing it. It's all right to do because, well, they're Trump supporters. When you normalize something, you, it's, it's group approval. It's mob approval. Yeah, it's all right to hang that guy because of his skin color. That's all right down here in the South because we hate those people, don't we? We hate all of them. Vote Democrat. Some people ask me, they say, well, Kramer, how did you get to be the way that you are? And it goes back to the mom mentality. I became who I am because my dad was a minister and we moved all the time. And I went to 14 different schools and I learned how to deal with bullies. And the way that you deal with a bully is the same way that Mike Tyson dealt with his opponent. You got to sock him in the motherfucking mouth the first fucking time they open it. And you gotta lay them out. You can't hit them soft. You gotta be toxic, max, what is it? Uh, toxic masculinity to the nth degree. Everything has to go in that punch. Everything. And if you don't knock them the fuck down and, and you don't get them to where you jump on them and just start pummeling them immediately, if you don't do that, they'll get back up. And they'll be enraged. And they'll be um, uh, engaged. They'll now wanna kick your ass. You've gotta take the fight out of them the very first time. You gotta smack them so fucking hard that they don't even see they don't see tomorrow for two weeks. That's what you have to do. Now, this is all hyperbole. We don't do that anymore. We don't smack people in the mouth anymore. But you have to do that on the political stage now. The exact same thing, and you can't stop and you can't relent. Because people who can justify spitting in your drink, they can justify the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. How do you think the Jews got into the concentration camps? There was somebody at some point that said, well, you know, we could probably just kill them all. And they, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Five years later, guess what's happening? Well, they've gotten to the point where the majority of people have justified saying, yeah, you know, yeah, we we can justify killing them. We can't. can't, Hey, Charlie, George, can, can we justify killing these people because of where they came from and what their beliefs are? Yeah, we can do that. That's how fast that happened. That's what justification does. That's what allowing the mob to be the dictator of what happens. That's why we don't have a democracy in this country because mob rule is democracy rule or democratic rule. Democratic rule is mob rule. 50 plus one. You just need one more person than the other group. He, it's what Thomas Jefferson said. And I've said this a million times. Tom, Thomas Jefferson spoke of democracy and he said that democracy, true democracy, are two wolves and a sheep voting what's for dinner. That's true democracy. That's why we have to really watch out about the justification of what we call mob rule. Mob rule is where the mob is the one that makes up the rules. And so if it's okay to string someone up because of their skin color, like it used to be in the South, that's what I was trying to get to earlier, the Southern strategy. It's funny to me that once the, the Southern strategy as the Democrats claim, all, all you conservatives came down here and turned the whole South and, all, and all, the, all the South just turned red and all those rednecks that were racist, well, they, they, became, they became Republicans. Really. I find it strange that once the conservative movement moved throughout the South and converted the South to solid red for the most part, that the lynchings and the hate crimes and all of these other things came to a screeching halt. Sounds kind of counterintuitive for all the racists to move to the South and then stop being racist. Maybe what it is, is that as as the South became more conservative, those who were racist were not allowed to speak their voice anymore because people like myself would say, I don't appreciate that language. You don't talk about my friends like that. You see, that's how you really know who a friend is, right? A true ally is not what they say in front of you. It's what they say when you're not there. How they defend you when you're not there—that's a friend. That's an ally. That's how you know you've got a true friend. Do you want to test a friendship? Find out what they say when you're not around. That's how I know who my friends are. What they say about me behind my back. How they defend me when somebody puts their name in my mouth or their, their my name in their mouth. That's how you know a friendship. That's how you know who your allies are. Those who support you. Not those who come and and try to tear you down. Not those that say one thing to your face and another thing behind your back. You need allies. And allies who come together can do things. They can make things happen. Like the healthcare workers who just won a $10 million settlement after suing over the COVID vax mandate. North Shore Hospital members of the uh, North Shore University Health System, they were not allowed to use their... their, um, Religious exemption to not be forced to get the jab and keep their jobs. So they sued. North Shore has decided to settle, this is the healthcare institute, has decided to settle to the tune of $10 million. According to the estimates, those who were fired over the mandate can receive about $25,000, and those who ended up getting the vaccine after being denied an exemption on the basis of religion can receive around $3,000. The plaintiffs in this case are each going to receive about $20,000 each. A group of healthcare workers who sued their hospital over a COVID 19 vaccine mandate are slated to receive $10 million according to a settlement agreement filed on July 29th. About a dozen workers at the North Shore University Health System in Illinois lodged the suit in October of 2021, arguing that the facility was illegally not granting religious exemptions to the mandate. Again, that is a small price to pay for these groups. These organizations, $10 million is a drop in the bucket. Drop in the bucket. But then we move on to the next thing. COVID's done. We've moved on from COVID. People aren't concerned about COVID. The media still wants to touch on it from time to time, but the rest of the world is And Are you concerned about COVID? It's been two years. If you're going to get it, you would have gotten it. If you've got it, you've already immune to it. If you already get the vaccine, sorry about that. You listened to the wrong advice. You didn't pay attention to the people telling you you should get this. What agenda did they have in place? You didn't know? I didn't know either. So I didn't take their shitty medicine. So I don't have to worry about that bullshit. But now we move on to the next thing. From Russia Today, New York declares monkeypox emergency along with the WHO. By the way, the same thing has happened now in San Francisco. The San Francisco Health Department has issued the same kind of thing because, well, out of New York, the report was, listen closely, listen closely to these numbers. 95.5% of the men in New York City, I'm sorry, 95.5% of those in New York City who contracted monkeypox were men. 95.5% 95.5% of those who contracted monkeypox in New York City, according to the health department, were men. No women contracted this disease. I'll say that again. 95.5% were men. No women got it. Where does the other 4.5% come from? Where does it come from? Well, it comes from men. Because it's men who are I'm gender fluid or I'm non-binary or, and the medical system, these scientists who are trying to tell us how dangerous this disease is are playing games with gender identity. We need to know how many men are dying, how many women are dying. How dangerous is it? Turns out right now that monkeypox is being spread among the gay community just like AIDS was in the 80s. Both in New York and in San Francisco. The same exact groups. It's gay men that are spreading this disease. Now, some others have caught it. Ryan White caught it. He wasn't a gay man, he got it through a blood transfusion. How else can you catch this? Well, you can get it by someone touching you that you didn't know, or you touch something that they touched and you don't know. That's how you get monkeypox. It's not airborne. You can't catch it from coughing or sneezing, it's a direct contact disease. And they, they, they want to do a new vaccine, a new untested vaccine on people. Yeah, go, go ahead and get your monkey pox. New York declares monkeypox emergency. This is from Russia Today. The state has the highest number of cases in the U.S., according to the CDC. New York Governor Kathy Hochul declared a state of emergency on Friday. This is this last Friday. Amid the ongoing spread of monkeypox, vowing to take measures to stop the outbreak. What do you think she's willing to do to stop this dangerous outbreak? Do you think that she's going to go to the gay men of New York City and tell them they got to stop fucking each other? Do you think that she's going to be blunt? It's in one group, one community right now. That's where it's really tied. Do you think that she's going to have the balls, the chutzpah, to come out and say, don't do that anymore? you you got to put rubbers on your dicks. you you got to have protected sex. You've got to wear a mask on your dick from now on if you want to fuck. Do you think she'll have the balls to say that? I doubt it. I am declaring, this is her, quote, I am declaring a state disaster emergency to strengthen our ongoing efforts to confront the monkeypox outbreak, she tweeted. That's, by the way, monkeypox for me is hard to say. Confront the monkeypox outbreak, she tweeted. The governor also issued an executive order noting that, the New York, that New York is now experiencing one of the highest rates of transmission in the country among gay men. Now, guys, I'm not out against you. I'm just reporting the facts. I'm not complaining. I'm just reporting the facts. This is running rampant against, uh, 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 among gay men. It's not in the general population. It's gay men. That's who's catching it. Are there some outliers? Yes, there are some outliers. But the vast majority are gay men but they don't have the balls to say it. They will not come out and say, the biggest threat to you catching monkeypox right now is coming in contact with a gay man who has also been in contact with monkeypox or someone who has monkeypox. They will not say that. But that's the truth. That's what's going on. The article continues quote more than one in four monkeypox cases in this country are in new york currently having a disproportionate impact on at-risk groups we are working around the clock to secure more vaccines expand testing capacity and educate new yorkers on how to stay safe holkle said now here's what i find interesting when i read an article like that then i want to know more about what the solution is so i'm informed So I take the time out of my day to go to the FDA and to read their key facts about monkeypox vaccine. That's the name of the article. If you want to find it, you can locate it yourself. Just search for that on the FDA site, key facts about monkeypox vaccine. This is from July 27th, 2022. Uh, When is that? Yeah, three days ago. They just wrote this three days ago. Now, why is that important? Why is that, that date important? Well, They claim that this has been an issue for decades, and it's got sporadic outbreaks from time to time, but they've known about this for decades. But it wasn't until three days ago, after the WHO, New York, and San Francisco, after they said it was an emergency, then the FDA says, hey, we we probably ought to explain what this vaccine's all about. So they put up this thing three days ago. Reading from the top, July 27th, 2022, monkeypox is an orthopox virus that is related to smallpox. It has been associated with sporadic outbreaks over the past decades. The most recent outbreak is associated with the less virulent... West African clade of the virus and manifest most commonly as macular pustular lesions at areas exposed to the virus. So if it touches you, there's a chance that it could break out in that area. In the current outbreak, primarily in men who have sex with men and their intimate contacts, the disease often manifests as painful lesions in the genital region that can take two to three weeks to completely heal. These lesions may be very. Have, um, I'm sorry. These lesions may have very high teeters of infectious virus present, and until the lesions completely heal over, these individuals can potentially spread the virus further. Now, this is what's really interesting to me. Listen closely. Now, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Um, Genios is the only FDA-licensed vaccine in the United States to prevent monkeypox disease in individuals 18 years of age or older. Genios is also licensed to prevent smallpox disease in this same age group. It is a non-replicating, meaning it doesn't grow in your system, it's a non-replicating viral-vectored vaccine using modified vaccinia Ankara MVA that was originally developed as an alternative to ACAM2000, an FDA-licensed replicating vaccine vaccine-a-virus-based smallpox vaccine for use in the event of a bioterrorist attack. Hmm, why did they have to go to that? Based on a bioterrorist attack. So the vaccine that we're taking now was created primarily in case someone released a bioweapon monkeypox virus. Isn't that strange? Now they go on to explain why. You can read more about that yourself. It's called Key Facts About the Monkeypox Vaccine or Key Facts About Monkeypox Vaccine. It was created three days ago. And you can now find it on the FDA site. They're covering their tracks, folks. They're covering their tracks. Meanwhile, Holkel and the rest of them are getting ready to lock things down. This is what we believe is going to be one of the paths that they're going to utilize to try and hold back the elections this fall. They know it's a red wave. They know it's going to be a, a bloodbath, a true bloodbath um, on the political scene. And again that's all hyperbole, right? You can't say bloodbath anymore because when you say that they oh he's he's talking about violence. He's he's going to take violence into the streets. Nope. It's a political bloodbath and they know it and that's why they're circling the wagons and doing everything that they can right now. Because they know and I don't know if you saw the the note the other day but that there was a there was a direct push um there's a direct push from the the Biden administration to hold off on what they know is going to be coming with investigations that will start immediately after the elections. Now, the Republicans can't do anything actively until after they've taken power in January. They have to wait. In that lame duck session, this is when the Democrats will have the ability to burn our nation to the ground, release the hounds of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and try to put a black eye on the Republicans right before they take over. That's one of the things that we're anticipating to happen. Is it, is it unrealistic or is it realistic? What do you think will happen? Put your brain into this. Because what we've already got is we've already got people around the country that are they're, they're rooting for us to fail. They're rooting for America to fail. From the, from the Western Journal in an article dated today, uh, July 30th, 2022, leaked bank memo. They're actually hoping things will get worse for American workers. Read from the article here. A Bank of America executive in a leaked memo wrote, quote, we hope, end quote, that the ratio of job openings to the number of unemployed lessens significantly, meaning American workers will have fewer options. Think about that. We hope America fails so people have less options for opportunity so that we can, um, we can pay less. That's what he's saying here. We can pay less once the demand for workers lessens. Ethan Harris, the head of global economics research for the corporation's investment banking arm, Bank of America Securities, explained in a memo titled Mid-Year Review that will be accomplished through a slowing economy and hence higher unemployment numbers. The Intercept, which obtained a copy of the memo, said the June 17th document is meant to make predictions for Bank of America's clients concerning the direction of the economy. Quote, we expect growth to fade close to zero by the second half of next year as the lagged impact of tighter financial conditions cools the economy, Harris wrote, pointing to the Federal Reserve's raising of interest rates. The result will be, quote, weaker demand for workers, he explained, quote, by the end of the, uh, by the end of next year. We hope the ratio of job openings to unemployed is down to the more normal highs of the last business cycle. End quote, Harris added. The federal government calculates the ratio the other way around, the number of unemployed workers to the job openings. However, right now, due to the tight labor market, the statistics is reversed. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the ratio stood at about 0.5 as of May. An example, there were two job openings for every unemployed person. So 0.5. At the end of May, there were 11.3 million job openings, and as of last month, 5.9 million unemployed Americans. So they're hoping that that changes. They want to see more people on harder times so they don't have to accept the pay that's being given. They can actually demand higher pay. That's what these people are talking about. These bankers are looking at, and they're looking at that across the board for all, all employers, not just them, but all employers saying, we're seeing this in the future, so, so cool your jets right now. Don't put any money into the system. It'll cool things down, and then we'll have to let some people go, and when we let people go and the new openings come available, there'll be fewer jobs, fewer jobs with more people wanting them. And when they come back in, then we pay them what we want to pay them. They, they're, they're no longer in the driver's seat when it comes to pay. That's what these bankers are advocating for, in fact, telling their, their other investors to do the same thing advising them. Ah, don't pay your guys anything. Let him go. They'll be back in a year. You can weather a year. You're rich and we'll help you. That's what's going on right now. One of the last things that I want to close out with is this issue right here. Um, if you haven't seen this from the Gateway Pundit, t- today I get a lot of information from the Gateway Pundit. Um, an aerospace engineer and former state senator Patrick Colbeck released a must-read book called The 2020 Coup, What Happened, what, what must we do? In reading this, I, I'm really intrigued to get more into this, but I think it's an interesting thing to open up. and um, his new book, The 2020 Coup, What Happened, What Can We Do? It's one of the best overviews of how the election was stolen. It also explains what we as citizens can do about it. That's the main thing. What can we do? How can you get involved? I'm not telling you to buy the book. I don't have any involvement in the book. I just thought it was an interesting read, and I'm bringing it up. So if you're looking for something to do, to get involved— if you want to fight back, when I say fight back, I'm, again, using that as a as hyperbole, right? It, it, it's getting engaged with, with what we're doing on the right, what conservatives are really about, and getting engaged at the grassroots level, whether that be with a local organization or a national org- organization that you work locally. That's how you do it. I get asked time and time again, how do we get there, Kramer? How do we, how do we get um, to the next level? Well, you have to be engaged. You can't be sitting back on the, on the sidelines. And here's what happens. If you're on the sidelines and you're an active part of the game, that's fine. You don't have to be a creator. You don't have to be out causing trouble. You can be a, a worker bee behind the scenes. And you're just as valuable as those that are voicing the concerns. But we need help behind the scenes. That's how you get involved. If you're wanting to help out our organization, I'll tell you here in a moment, but if you're wanting to help locally, go volunteer this fall for the elections. Get involved. Find other like-minded people around you. When you get involved in these, these organizations, when you go to the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, Democrats, go watch as well. Make sure the Republicans don't cheat. Because at the end of the day, what we have to have is we have to have faith that our elections were honest, that they were fair. And what you can do is you can at least make sure that in your precinct... To the best of your ability, you made them fair and transparent there. There they were. You start where you are. And if there's a problem, you raise your fucking voice. Don't be shy. Don't be the person three days later that comes out and says, well, I thought there was cheating, but I was too afraid to say anything. You raise your voice right fucking then. We need people with backbones, with spines that are ready to speak the truth. And when something's happening, say, we are going to stop everything until this gets taken care of. And if you have to arrest me, you'll have to fucking arrest me. But as an American, I'm not going to let a repeat of 2020 happen, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. We do that. We get back to where we can trust these elections. We get rid of these machines, these digital machines, and get back to paper. We can trust these elections. We get back to where we can recount immediately. Raise an army of people to come in and count these votes. And it's easy because we're not looking at ones and zeros. We don't have to go to Splunk logs and we don't have to beg for information from routers. No, we just go to the fucking papers. That's how you do it. At your state level, you get involved and you demand that you only use paper ballots. That's how you get involved. That's what you do. We know what happened in 2020. They'll try to do it again if they can. And this time, it's even more important for them to do it. Think about it. It's more important for them to do it this time because they got caught the last time and this is their last opportunity because they're in power. They know they will not have another opportunity to do this ever again. So they're going to have to do something. The way that we protect it is we get involved. We don't allow another coup to happen. We don't allow another cheat to happen. Don't be afraid when they release Black Lives Matter, and when they release Antifa onto the streets. You know it's coming. It has to. There has not been a major election in this country in the last 15 years that hasn't had some type of violence right before the election. Go back and look. It's sickening what's going on in this country. And the left has leveraged violence in the streets to say, if you don't vote our way, this is what will happen. Well, it's their guys doing it. In their own communities. And they're not doing that in red states. They're not doing that in red cities. They're doing that in their own backyard. Well, in many, many times their own front yard. We have to stop being concerned about the kids that are throwing the tantrums. We have to stop being worried about the bullies. We have to stop being worried about those that would take your rights to enrich themselves and not care about your life. The person who should be most interested in what happens to you and yours is You. No one else is fighting harder than you will. No one will fight harder. I'm not fighting for you and yours. I'm telling you how to fight for you and yours, but I'm not fighting for you and yours. I'm fighting for me and mine. I'm standing up for me and mine. And if you want to join, awesome. We'd love to have you. Kramer says he's actually looking for people. We are right now a voluntary grassroots-based system. But if you're a graphic designer, if you're a video editor, if you're a journalist, if you, if you know how to get a message out, if you have the skill sets to help us grow, we need your help. Hit me up at syndication at kramersays.com. That's S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-I-O-N at kramersays.com. Kramer Says is C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z. I know that's hard to do, so just go to kramersays.com. Sign up. Join us. We need help spreading this message. No, I don't know how we're going to get paid yet. Haven't figured that out. But I'm a millionaire, and I, and, I, and I became a millionaire by figuring these things out. Right now, I'm volunteering my time. I'm volunteering my, my, my energy, my goods. I'm buying the stuff. I'm paying for everything that happens right now because I believe so wholeheartedly in this message and what happens next. If we're not prepared for this, this fall, we're going to have problems that we didn't see coming that we could see coming from a mile away. For those of us that are looking at it, we know what to expect next. We know what their game plan is. We know their, their, their method of operation. We know they're, everything that they've done, they're, not, they, they're, they're incapable of doing anything new because they, they just keep rehashing the same thing over and over and over again. If you want to join us, join us. Hit us up at syndication at kramersays.com. We'd love to hear from you. I would love to have you join our organization and help us in this fight. Again, I don't know how we're going to make money at it yet, but we will. That's what I always do. We'll figure that part out, but we grow it first. Facebook started out the same way, folks. What we have in mind on the same scale. Please join us. One last thing to, uh, to leave you with today, and I want, I want people to really remember this. Um, you have to resist. You have to stand up. You have to raise your voice. You can't be a silent partner and over here not saying anything, agreeing with everything that we say and then not doing anything. If you want change to happen, you have to be a vocal um, part of the process. You may not be a creator. You may not be an influencer. You may not want to put your voice out there but you still have energy that you can give. And the way that you give that is you, you resist every day. What is resistance? I'll tell you what resistance is. Resistance is we may fight, we may lose, but if we don't fight at all, we've already lost. That being said, that wraps up today's show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Saturday, July 30th. We will be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. See you then.
0: Get more at KramerSays.com. S E Z